Hello, my badass ladies. It's Woman Crush Wednesday, and you know what that means. Another episode of Bitch Prince. Yeah, yeah. Mm, happy dance. Mm, happy dance. So today, I am going to start us off with a meditation. I did this in one of the episodes in season one, and I got a lot of good feedback from it. Please continue to rate and review and subscribe and let me know your thoughts on the podcast so I can keep improving it. You can always message me on Instagram. It's at Mallory, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y dot Blaine, B-L-A-Y-N-E. That's at Mallory dot Blaine with a Y (laughs) on Instagram. You can always DM me to let me know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or anything new. But one thing I did hear was that one of the listeners did like the meditation. So I'm going to take that from season one and try to incorporate it in a few episodes in season two. So please rate and review and subscribe on Apple. And if you don't like this let me know as well, but still rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) But we're going to start off with this meditation to ground us since we're in episode two. We're getting close to Halloween. I know we're excited, but sometimes with the lift can come a fall. Life is a roller coaster and it's been a tough ass year and we're getting closer to the election. So I know a lot of people are feeling major, major anxiety and a very tightness of this overwhelming feeling in your chest. So I just want to help everyone breathe a little bit and start this off with a meditation so that if you're feeling crappy, you can come back to this. I'm not a professional, but I know what I like and I want to help soothe you guys before we kind of jump in to this episode because again, this is a podcast about self-care for the career-driven women and I don't want to forget about that self-care part. So if you have a moment and you aren't at a desk where you can't like close your eyes or something, because that would be awkward to just close your eyes in the middle of your office, like open space or cubicle. If you can't do that, just, you know, save this part for later, skip ahead a few minutes, but, or just breathe with me through it, even if you can't close your eyes. But if you can, just take a moment Find a comfortable space, whether it's in a chair, on the floor, on a couch, on your bed. You want to try to keep your back straight, but I know not everyone has the most utmost posture, so just make sure you're comfortable. Lean your back against something if you're not comfortable sitting up straight. Just make sure you're nice and comfy. You can keep your feet on the floor if you're in a chair. You can cross your legs if that's comfortable because you do that often. I don't want anyone's feet falling asleep. You can put your legs up and put your knees up. Whatever works for you. Keep your hands by your sides. Keep your palms face down on your lap. Whatever works. Turn down the lights if you can. Makes it a little bit more relaxing to not have light blaring in your face. And we're going to get started. Okay. With your feet firmly planted on the floor or in a crisscross position, your hands neatly placed by your sides, 
palm down on your lap or folded in your lap. Just take a moment to fix your posture, get comfortable, and breathe. We are going to start with a big in-breath and exhale loudly. If you aren't at the workplace, make as much noise as you possibly want with this out-breath. We're going to inhale everything surrounding us and then exhale all of the toxicity and any of those awful fragments and pollutants that we don't want to keep. So with your in-breath, imagine taking in all of the air around you, the good and the bad, everything surrounding your day and your life and the climate. And then we're going to exhale all of the pollutants out so that we remove them from our lungs, get them out of our chest, and loosen up the body with the breath. Are you ready? Big breath in. And out. Big breath in. And out. One more. Big breath in. And release. Imagine those pollutants pushing away from you with the force of your breath and being released to disintegrate in the air. We're going to continue with the breath to just ease our mind now that we have everything out of our body. We need to remind the brain that it is in control and that it has everything we need within us and that we've expelled those pollutants. So what we're going to do is we're gonna breathe in for four to the top of our nose and then we're going to hold our breath right there at the top for four. And then breathe out and release all of our negative thoughts out for six. Ready? Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold for four. Two, three, four. And out for six. Two, three, four, five, six. In for four, two, three, four. Hold for four, two, three, four. Out for six, two, three, four, five, six. One more. In for four, two, three, four. Holding for four, two, three, four, and out for six, two, three, four, five, six. Excellent. 
If you're still feeling some tightness in the chest or some clouded mind movements in your head, we're gonna do one more breathing exercise. What we're going to do is we're gonna breathe in and out and we're gonna count our breaths. We're gonna keep our breath normal this time. No big inhales or exhales. No holding the breath. We're just gonna breathe naturally and count the breaths. And we're only gonna count up to 10. And then once you get to 10, you'll start the counting over. So we're gonna start with the in-breath for one, out-breath for two, and count till we get to 10, and then start over. If you begin to feel a sadness or an anxious tightness in your chest, Note it as a feeling or an emotion. You can say that word in your head, feeling, to note that it happened, but then release it to the wind, just like we did those other negative thoughts and the nasty pollution that was in our lungs. If you think something in your brain and get distracted, hear noise outside your window, think a thought that just won't get out of your brain, that's okay too. Just note it as thinking. Say it in your head, thinking, and then release that thought into the air and begin counting again. Ready? In one, out two, in three, out four, in Keep going until you get to 10, breathing at your own pace. Again, if you feel anything, hurt, sadness, anger, tightness, note it and then release it. Say feeling in your head and then release that feeling and continue the counting. If a nasty thought pops in your head, note it and say thinking in your head and then release it and continue the counting. One on the in, two on the out, all the way to 10 and then starting over. I'll give you a couple minutes.
excellent. Return the breathing to normal. Recognize your body in your space. Start to hear those sounds again around you and your surroundings. Feel your feet on the floor. Feel your hands on your lap. Feel your back either up in posture or rested on your chair or on the back of the couch. And with your next breath, if your eyes are closed, go ahead and open them. Okay, we are done with the meditation for today. Today's topic, I want to get into culture. Last week, we talked about equality and how to be an ally in the workplace with a lot of emphasis at the beginning on listening. And with meditation, obviously that doesn't come from white people. (laughs) That comes from another culture and we've adopted it and that's fine. But learning about it more and recognizing it is kind of where we're going to lean into today. I know we're all boss bitches and we like to be jet setters or I do and travel for work and have a good time. But of course now with the pandemic, we can't really travel like boss bitches anymore. And we don't get to jet set around to different conferences or go run around to our friends even and enjoy the time off from work. And some of us in the U.S. might be doing some road trips. I'm from the Midwest, so I'm definitely one of those weirdos that's like, oh, it's only a six-hour drive. No problem. But I know there's a lot of other cultures that a one-hour drive is a road trip and they're done. (laughs) Get me out of the damn car. But we really can't travel in terms of getting on a plane and going really outside of our comfort zone and truly traveling and really, really experiencing a different culture. Going to a different country, going across our country, can't really do that anymore without a plane. Some of us might feel safe putting on a mask and doing so, but I personally do not. And so my traveling has halted for work, for pleasure, and it's tough. So how do we get that culture and experience the fun of vacay, but also the extreme value and fulfillment of vacay when you do experience a different culture in a different land, how do we experience that now? How do we let our mind wander into this wonderful world of travel and get some kind of feeling of escapism? It's obviously not going to be the same amount of rejuvenation as an actual vacation and being completely surrounded by another culture. There's that whole fear and excitement aspect of it and knowledge, but we can still gain that knowledge. We can still learn. We can still visualize. It might not be as much of a thrill or as much of a release, but there is a way to still get that level of culture, even though we can't travel like jet-setting boss bitches. I can sit here on the surface and say, duh, go read a book or watch a movie. And of course, you can do that. There's a bunch of amazing content on YouTube. There's documentaries on Netflix. There's so many ways to actually escape 
and get some culture if you're really just looking for that escapism. But I think a lot of us love going and experiencing other cultures for that actual experience and to learn because a lot of us learn by doing, not just by seeing. So we can't have that experience in person, but we can still find ways to have those experiences beyond just watching or reading regurgitated information. So how do we get that culture now that we can't travel? The first step is honestly, stop surrounding yourself with people who only look like you. And I'm guilty of this as well, 110%. If you keep surrounding yourself with the same group of people, I'm not saying stop doing what you love or cut out even your basic bitch fall tendencies because I'm still going to get my white girl pumpkin spice latte and a ton of fall candles from Bath and Body Works and watch a million scary movies with popcorn and Reese's cups. I'm saying surround yourself with people who just look different than you or like some different things than you. When we're growing up, it's really easy to do because our parents automatically sign us up for a bunch of different types of sports or activities or clubs. And as you get older, you do that less and less. So you're exposed less and less to different groups of people, whether it be things they like or their culture or, of course, the color of their skin, their religion, who they love all different experiences of life and truths that people live in life and you stop experiencing them or meeting new people and that really removes culture from your daily life. Culture that you don't have to travel to get. We can't really pick up a bunch of new hobbies right now because we're kind of a lot of us in quarantine still so you can't go be performing in a play which is how I met a lot of my friends and you can't go and take a cooking class, but you could take a cooking class online. Maybe you won't meet any new people, but you could try to cook a dish in another culture. So when I say stop surrounding yourself with people who only look like you, since we aren't hanging out with people very often, really that can extend to social media and your digital activity. Normally, surrounding yourself with people that don't just look like you would be looking at your circle of friends and saying, hey, maybe I do need to engage in some additional activities, whether it's volunteering or some type of class, pottery, dance, cooking, joining some kind of club to get exposed to new people and meet people in your area that you maybe would not have met otherwise. At work, it's also really great if you are able to reach out to different groups and different departments. A lot of times with work, we get so bogged down with our own department. And really, this ties into our last week's episode as well when it comes to listening to your coworkers. And the best way to really be an ally, if you aren't comfortable reaching out, is to at least try to enter into some different cliques or groups and try to join in on conversations because the best way to learn is to listen. So in last week's episode, we talked about, of course, listening so that you can be an ally. And we want to always believe people in our workplace. If you have work friends that have said that they have experienced racial slurs, religious slurs, sexism, homophobic tendencies, 
believe them, listen, and if you hear it firsthand, speak up when they can't because they're debilitated by that slur or that hurt in what is supposed to be a professional environment. But we can't really get to know people to be their ally if we don't actually try to extend outside of our circle at work. Working with different people might be tough to branch out of your department, but try to find ways to connect with people if there are any virtual volunteer things that are happening within your company or virtual drinks happening after work. Join in on those culture things, even if they are in a different format now and they're social distanced and remote, so that you can meet new people and try to actually become work friends with people other than the exact people that look like you. And that goes for all races, whether you're a minority or not. Because if you are a minority, it also helps your life to try to extend and branch out of your comfortable level and who you're the most comfortable with because you might gain an ally and they might help you gain a different kind of perspective as well. Everything flows both ways. So try to surround yourself with people, even at work, even in this remote situation, that look like, that don't look like you because it might be hard to make some new friends right now, but we're all still having to go to work, unfortunately. A work grind without the vacation reward. Ugh, Lasai. But since you are still having to go to work, try to make the most of it and reach out to people. You don't have to be best friends, but make some work friends and try to keep it a little diverse so that you can get some more culture in your life, some new perspectives, and not surround yourself with clones. Social media is a great way to do this as well, especially during the pandemic. And I know a lot of people aren't thrilled with social media right now, but I am still a huge Instagram nerd and advocate. I love Instagram. It's pretty much all visual. I know there's a lot of captions and things like that, but, and there's still a lot of issues that can happen with the comments, but it's just different. It's not Facebook or Twitter. It's a little bit more positive to me, as I've said before in season one, and I definitely recommend taking to social media to connect. I almost made a little acquaintance of friends at kind of a book release right before the pandemic. And then of course it was canceled. And it made me so sad because it was people that I was gonna meet and maybe branch out with. So we aren't getting those opportunities but you can still reach out to people on social media. People don't think it's weird. That's what it's for. It's kind of like if you can imagine being in elementary school and everyone is standing in gym class and you have to pick a partner or pick groups and everyone just wants to be picked, but everyone's too nervous to actually be the one to say, hey, come be my friend. That is totally social media. <laughs> People want to connect. People are literally on there fishing for compliments. They want to connect. They want to talk. And so social media is a great way to meet people and to therefore be exposed to new culture. Sure, you can follow a white chick that travels the world still even during COVID and has the money to do that. I'm not against that. Go her. I wish that was my life. I wish I was traveling the world and taking magazine-worthy photos of it and getting paid to be an influencer. Not downing that at all. But if we want to truly surround ourselves with people who don't just look like everyone around us in our circle, 
We can't just look at the pretty pictures of these spaces and these cultures. We need to follow people within those cultures. So follow people who are writers and artists that don't look like you, that come from a different background, that have a different race or religion, that make art that's completely different than the art you and your friends would make. The best way to really influence your own work and grow in your own life and work is to look at things that normally you wouldn't create yourself because it gives you inspiration and it makes your mind think and wander in ways that it doesn't wander naturally. And so you can actually benefit from not surrounding yourself from all these like-minded people. If everyone around you loves wearing flannel shirts and creek stompers and a beanie then that's really all the style that you're going to be exposed to and then you're just going to start dressing like it because it's accepted and you know that people think it's cute and it's comfy and then that's it and that's the end of your visual surrounding within your circle social media is an amazing way to look for new trends i know that when i was still living in indiana before we moved to arizona a year and a half ago I was obsessed with so many different accounts that were in the desert and in the actual area where I was going to live. And I wanted to dress like that. I was sick of Indiana to begin with. Obviously, I was moving. But I wanted to get there and know the style, be able to dress cool. Because in reality, the Midwest and Indiana specifically... Indiana girls kind of all look like Indiana girls. There's kind of one style and that's okay, but a lot of style really doesn't exist in the Midwest. And if you do even try to be any kind of daring in your style, people notice and freak out and think like, I don't know, you're worshiping the devil or you're slutty or you're too much of a punk or you're gay or which there's nothing wrong with that, but we're in the Midwest, remember? (laughs) And that's the reality. Things are way more crazy than they would be if you were in California. So there's just a huge limit to what you're going to wear and watch and see and create if you are living in a place like that and surrounding yourself only with people like that and also not utilizing social media to broaden your horizon. So take a look at social media for inspiration from anything from fashion trends of what other people wear. Maybe it won't fit your climate, but check it out to artwork so that you can create different things. It's obviously we don't want to culturally appropriate, but it is not okay to completely steal things from other cultures. It is okay to borrow bits and pieces as inspiration. Of course, in your artist statement, give credit, but people create art to inspire each other. You don't want to be copycats and appropriate. But if you also don't look at other cultural visual aspects and and life and artwork, then you're not going to grow as a person and your life is going to be very, very one note. So get on social media, follow writers that come from a different background than you, follow people that have different beliefs than you, even if you don't agree, but you love what they're bringing to the table creatively. 
because that still gives you a different perspective. You don't have to believe everything that comes out of someone's mouth to be able to appreciate their talent or their artwork or their skills. So take to social media during your scrolling, because I know you're all scrolling, and find new people to follow that don't look like you and are creating things in this world that are unlike anything you've ever seen. Inspire yourself every day with your feed. Our groups can support us, but they can also isolate us. I mean, that's honestly how things like abuse can fester, and that's how cults happen, okay? Yes, being part of certain groups is going to support us, whether it's a religious group or even something like being part of an LGBTQ plus alliance. You need groups to support you. We are, as natural human beings, we A, look to a higher power. We just like need that for some reason. We're just programmed that way. And we also look for people who are like-minded, who look like us, sound like us, believe what we believe. And sometimes that is good because we do need that support. You can't get through life without support. That's why things like AA exist because you need other people surrounding you that have been through similar things. And there is a comfort in going back to people who do get you and are like you and, you know, family that's not blood. It feels so good and it's so special. And I don't want to lessen that, but it really can also isolate us. When we get too into our groups, then it does lead to causes for abuse that abuse can fester because people get too into their beliefs and then, you know, sociopaths turn that against them. And anything in too much is too much. And that's the reality. So you can enjoy your group and go to groups that support you and feel comfortable in your group, but also try to experience other cultures so that you don't have blinders on to the world, so that you don't start fearing the world. A lot of time, abuse can start happening because weaker people who get so into a certain group will only believe that. They'll think everything else around them is wrong or bad and start to fear the world. Experiencing different cultures is a lot like ice skating to me. Of course, if you're a professional ice skater, disregard. But for me, every time I would go ice skating, I have to relearn every single time. That's because growing up, we only went like once or twice a year. So obviously we weren't practicing it regularly. So when we would go, it was relearning all over again. I'd have to get on the ice, I'd have to hold the wall, and then by the end, I could even do a turn. But when I first got on the ice, I was scared, I didn't wanna fall, and I just kept clutching that wall, waiting until I kinda got the hang of it again. And experiencing different cultures and races and religions can honestly be very similar. If we're used to exposing ourselves to those things, we aren't as fearful. We're excited. We know that experiencing it won't change, you know, our own core morals and values. We know that experiencing it isn't dangerous. It's exciting. It's learning. It's special because we don't have all the answers. And we aren't afraid that it's going to taint our beliefs or 
something along those lines. But if we don't experience culture and we stay isolated in our groups, then when we do travel or go back to try to actually gain some culture with our life in person, then that fear sets in. And that fear is what will continue to isolate us. And that is where something like abuse can fester or cults can pop up because you start to fear leaving your own boundaries. And that not only can harm you severely, but it's not a great way to live in my opinion because there's just so much you're missing out on on life that isn't actually dangerous. It's more dangerous to get in your car and drive down the street than it is to experience another culture. And so if we treat it like ice skating and only do it a couple times a year, then we do get nervous, we do get fearful, and that could lead us to isolate ourselves even further and then not only miss out on things, but then start to believe some toxic ideas that come from group isolation, from group think. Group think can be very toxic for your own mental health and, of course, for the global community. Because then you do think, oh, everything that's not what I believe in is wrong. Other cultures are wrong. And then you start to fear them and then hate comes and it's just not good for anyone. So enjoy your little groups when they bring you comfort. But when you start to feel fear or isolation and you fear going to experience another culture, or you're only experiencing the most mundane parts of a culture and treating them poorly on your vacay, then that's the time to kind of check yourself and realize if your group is getting a little bit too isolated and toxic. Because groups can be so supportive, but just like anything else, too much can sometimes be bad. And so you need to experience these other cultures. Right now, Maybe we can't do that in person, but you need to not be fearful to look up things online. It can be so fascinating. Grab new books, grab new artwork so that you don't isolate yourselves in this very naturally isolating time. Do not stop looking at other cultures just because you can't travel because it could lead to you kind of feeling fearful later on. And there's no need to be fearful just like there's no need to be fearful that you're going to fall when you're ice skating, when you're going one mile per hour. But you do still get that fear if you don't regularly expose yourself to ice skating or culture. Of course, when we are experiencing culture, a big part of that is also support who you benefit from when you are experiencing that. When we travel... It's don't just go travel to a country and enjoy their culture and be like, oh my God, that's so fun. But then absolutely stomp all over their rights as human beings and pay them crap money for things that you would pay a white person a lot of money for. Make sure you're supporting who you benefit from. And that goes for artists in general, but especially in these days from people who are outside of your circle in different cultures and races and religions. If you benefit from their works, support them. That could be as simple as sharing their content on social media, and it could be something like actually buying their book. And then you kind of kill two birds with one stone because you support their works that you've been looking through on Instagram. And then now you also have an amazing piece of literature by, let's say, someone from the Black community that is a great voice of representation from that community. 
support other communities that you are benefiting from. If you love their culture, you love their music, you love their style, support them. If you do love kind of a Latina or um, Latinx, sorry, Latinx culture, and you love that style, but you're not Latinx, then go and look for Latinx designers. Don't just get online to some basic retail site, some fast fashion, and buy clothes that are cheaply made and probably completely exploiting people and paying them crap money to make to look like Latinx. No, if you truly, truly love a culture and love the style or the artwork or the writings or the teachings, go support someone from that culture. If you like that fashion, go find a Latinx designer and buy their clothing so that you're not only representing something you like and hopefully not appropriating it, but supporting those that you are benefiting from because you are benefiting that style from that culture. So reach out. You can't go to them now, but you can still reach them online, even if it's not in person. It's easy to find nowadays, whether you're Googling or on Instagram. So go on a little travel adventure, find a country that you really like or a culture that you really like, a race or religion that you find yourself leaning to in pop culture the most, and find new and upcoming artists, whether it's music and you buy a new black artist's soulful CD that's up and coming, or go and look at some makeup artists that are on YouTube that are really trying to make it big and find an LGBTQ artist that does some drag, but then some natural makeup that you really, really love yourself and go and support them so that they can do what they maybe really love, which is performing. And go and look for these types of people within the activities that you like or the types of culture that you enjoy and really find the people who originated it, who it actually is part of their culture, and then buy it from them, not from someone who is appropriating it. We are allowed to get inspiration from other cultures, but we need to support those who we are benefiting from. Now, when we do get to travel again, I'm dreaming of it every day. Going back to last week's episode, one of the biggest things is to listen. When we get to travel, obviously, please, 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 if you're in an area where you're on a resort or something like that and everyone around you that's working wherever you're staying and eating and entertainment's happening is from the local area, make sure that you treat them with kindness and politeness and realize that, yeah, okay, fine, you're paying them for a vacation or entertainment, but you are benefiting from their culture and you are extremely lucky to be able to travel to see this amazing culture. So treat them with respect and realize that they're the only reason you're even getting to experience this amazing vacation because they created the entire surroundings and environment and feeling around you. Be polite, tip them, support them, buy the local artwork and street food. Make sure that you're supporting the community that you are actually traveling to instead of just buying 
all of these name brand things that probably is just supporting a big corporation and not the actual people who created this culture and people of the community. Even when you travel, buy local, especially when you travel, buy local. And listen to the local people around you and take note. Don't just enjoy their company or their entertainment. Ask them questions. Learn more about them. Be the freaking Anthony Bourdain of your travel excursion. Hello. R.E.P. We love you, Anthony. But seriously, learn from Anthony Bourdain and actually listen to them and take notes so that you can learn from them. Don't go there and say, oh my gosh, yeah, I loved going to Tokyo. I loved all the cute plushy stuff and some of the food was really cool, but the squid freaked me out and I bought some new video games and look at this cute, adorable neon fashion I got as well. Okay, no. I mean, yes, buy all those things and have a blast. <laughs> I don't care. You should enjoy your time. We aren't going to sit here and be negative about enjoyment but also listen to the people around where you travel and learn about their culture. What made those items that you're buying? What led up to that in their culture to get to these amazing pop culture things that you like now? All of our things in America have a history, so all of the pop culture in other countries have a history too. So learn about it. Learn about the good and the bad within those countries where they like their government or don't like their government or like their lifestyle or don't like their lifestyle. Because then all those things that you experience and buy will have more meaning and actually be more than just a material thing that you're buying. Don't just enjoy the beautiful things around you when you travel. Listen to the people's cultures and buy local and learn more about what is going on truly in the world around you beyond what you see just with your eyes in the most touristy section of your itinerary. Even if you're in the touristy section, you can ask the locals about what you're buying. Ask them about the town, where they would go, their experiences. Learn more about the culture that you're actually visiting. For my shout out this week, I would like to shout out two people. One would be my social media inspiration actually for when I was moving to Arizona. A lot of you have probably already heard of her. I'll have to let her know I'm giving her a shout out. But her name is Noelle, and she has this amazing Instagram with the best freaking fashion ever. And I'm a little bit more girly and whimsical uh, than some of her stuff, but I just could not get enough of her fashion when I was trying to curate my own wardrobe before I was moving to Arizona. Her Instagram handle is Noelle and Fox. Her son's name's Fox. So it's Noelle and Fox. If you haven't heard of her, I, I don't even know how. She's become a full-blown Instagram influencer in just a couple years. And I'm just always amazed by her mental health advocacy. And of course, her fashion is what initially reeled me in. But she also is a really great mental health advocate. So she's how I simply altered my style um, when I moved. So that's just culture from state to state. But <laughs> um, but I also want to give a more deep shout out to one of my good friends. Her name is Joey Estava. And she is a Jewish woman. She actually converted to Judaism. And I know she's had a lot of 
struggles with some of the Jewish community since she is a convert, which I totally disagree with. And because it, you can't just say you're Jewish, you have to go through a lot. And she went through a lot and she even went on birthright and she's more religious, honestly, than I am someone who's born Jewish. So I've even learned some more about my own heritage from her. <laughs> and so it's very interesting. We can all learn from each other. So I just want to give her a little shout out to keep on being 100% her and for everyone if you want to learn a new culture or if you really want to completely adopt a new religion don't fear it do it jump right in learn more about anything from races to religion and just please 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 keep soaking up the culture even though we're in a pandemic and keep supporting those that are bringing you that culture so with that I will end this episode I can't wait to talk to you ladies next week. Thank you so much for listening. You can always reach out to me on my Instagram at Mallory.Blaine, B-L-A-Y-N-E. And we can chit chat. I love to connect on social media. I love stalking visuals. So if you find any amazing cultural items that you really like on Instagram, please send them my way. I'm always looking for new inspiration and new artists to support. So don't forget until next week to leave your mark. Bye.